Jay West I. I'm Will Danzy with DV West Saves the World. Today with me, I have Brogan Nielsen. Howdy. And Trayton Fox. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get ready for another exciting episode of TV West Saves the World. This is season two, episode four. Let's get right into it. First up, we have uh, Trayton Fox with his movie review. All right. Uh, well, actually, I'm not doing the movie review. Uh, I brought a friend who's experienced with film criticism, a friend, uh, Mr. Mystery. It's, I'm interested right. to meet this Mr. Mystery. Which okay, you? good. All right. Uh, uh, all right. I'm just going to bring him in here. Hi, Mr. Mystery. Hi, it's me, Mr. Mystery, the master of mystery, here to deliver you a film review for the ages. What film are you going to be reviewing? Well, I, uh, 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 you know, film is a complicated medium. I feel like to explore the intricacies of it, we kind of have to delve into artistry itself in a way in order to discuss the emotions and passion that a film can bring upon its people. I believe your counterpart, um, Fox, told us that this is a 60s classic called The Slime People. Can you elaborate on the movie and its plot? Well, before I begin, well, I guess I can talk about the production later. All right, I'm Mr. Mystery, the ultimate master of mystery. Here's my review of The Slime People, a chilling film that has brought screams and scares ever since its conception in 1963, its birth. Anyway, so the plot of the film is uh, they're, they're slime people. They're slime people. They come up from the sewers. And in Los Angeles, and people are like, oh, watch out for the slime people. And then they fight the slime people. And there's a lot of fog. There's a lot of fog, and they destroy the fog machine, and all the slime people die, and that's the movie. Now, let's talk about the production of this film. It was filmed at the KTLA television studio. The film ran out of money after only nine days, and so they had to complete the rest of the film without getting paid. Uh, the producer, Joseph F. Robinson, said they originally planned to feature little people as the, like, giant you know monsters and stuff who would try to invade but it was they didn't like the sequence so it was cut from the film the film cost eighty thousand dollars and the you know all you know you know someone died of cancer shortly after filming and it was the only film that the director directed uh, beloved film critic Leonard Maltin awarded the film a bomb, his lowest rating, and all that jazz. Yeah. So. How much money did it lose at the box office? Uh, let me see. I'm I'm not sure if we have the results. Uh, here, let me see if I can try to figure this out. Actually, that is a good question. I think we might not have the records though, because that's you know this was earlier and film history before we, you know, kept it all on the books and stuff and all that, you know, before we had it all, you know, all, you know, all, you know, you know, all figured out, you know, you know, all, all jang delanged, you know, you know, you know, you know, and all that. 
But, uh, you know, I can't imagine it was all that good. Kind of fell into obscurity and stuff and all that. Uh, here, let me see if there's any tr trivia for, you know. Did you know that the original trailer was scored with music from the Angry Red Planet, 1959? There's also a wacky goof where there were parked cars visible behind a car driving on a hill. There were parked cars behind a car that was driving on a hill? What? That's those are some wacky continuity errors. Did you know the scenes in the butcher shop were filmed in an actual butcher shop owned by the father-in-law of actor Robert Hutton in Lancaster, California? Whoa. Did you know the slime people costumes consumed half of the entire budget of the film? Did you know that Richard Arlen was originally considered for the role of Professor Galbraith? The Slime People is an all-time classic horror film that still scares and delights people to this day. On the Mr. Mystery Misterometer, I give this film a 7 out of 10 mysteries. I'm Mr. Mystery. The truth is out there. Hey guys, I'm back. How did the film review go that I didn't have any hand in? Went great. All right, now next up we have Brogan with Swartz. Uh, All right, thank you for that segue. This year, West High, our teams are doing better than almost ever before. Despite a pandemic, Three teams in particular stand out amongst the rest. Girls Volleyball is having an exceptional season this year. And our football team has made it to the third round of the playoffs. This means that we are almost to the semifinals. And if we win those, then we get to the finals. And if we win that, we win the state championship. We won recently, 20 to 21 season. We won, we won three games. We, yeah, we lost Wednesday's neutral playoff match against Pleasant Grove. Now Brogan would like to talk about the word of the week. Thank you very much, Will. And I don't know how many of you have listened to prior episodes of this show, but as I'm sure you're aware, what happens is I will give a word and we will try to guess what it means. Today's word from Merriam-Webster Dictionary is truculent, spelled T-R-U-C-U-L-E-N-T. So what do you think it, what do you think the word truculent means, Will? I don't know. What does it mean? How about I give you an example? Warren's truculent demeanor made him unpleasant to work with, particularly as deadlines approached. Um, I, truculent? Truculent. It derives from truculentus, a form of the Latin adjective. Eager or quick to argue or fight. 
progressively defiant. That that's the definition. You looked it up, didn't you? Uh, yeah. All right, that brings an abrupt end to this uh, this week's word of the week. However, next week we'll have an even more difficult word that we will not be able to figure out. Uh, um, unless I look it up. <laughs> awesome words. Now we do have one final segment that is, in a way a continuation of our earlier episode episode three that spoke about the presidential debate Uh, since then we have had the second presidential debate and the vice presidential debate and these debates uh really neither of them did anything uh, to change the electorate, but um, today we are actually recording this two days after the election on November 5th, and there is still no results. Uh, I believe currently most news outlets are reporting that the Electoral College count is 264 for Biden and 213 for Trump. Now, of course, this can change, um, but there are only six points uh, and they hang in the balance of the state of Nevada, where um, count is currently uh, still tabulating and results will be updated at noon today, which might mean that in just a few hours, we will know who our next president is. However, uh, this is very close, at least in my eyes, because as I'm aware, Sorry. What? You didn't do anything. Uh, I my mic cut out there for a minute. Where was I? Not sure. You were talking about the presidential election. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, in my eyes, this election is very close. Uh, at least when you look at the map of the country, not necessarily in the uh, in the point margin. Uh, And if you look nationwide, it's uh, only about a percentage and a half, uh, one and a half percent difference. Uh, And which is interesting because I don't know if uh, any of you listeners out there are uh, taking any United States history classes this year. I know I am. But it's interesting because you learn about all these elections and how the civil war period of this country was, we were very divided. Now it was mostly against slavery, uh, well, because of slavery, but today there are a myriad of issues that cause this division. And there are just so many different reasons for why people choose one candidate or another. Sometimes it's just voting one candidate out one candidate in sometimes you don't like either of them and you're just choosing the lesser of two evils sometimes you abstain from voting because it's a nonsensical election which i think a lot of people are feeling but still others believe that this election is so important that uh, we should not neglect our duty our civic duty as citizens to uh, decide who shall lead us for the next four years which is interesting because for many people that are listening to this, West High School students, in four years, you will likely be in a very different situation. Now, for a few of you Elpers, you'll still be in school, probably junior or senior, but for everybody else in the school, 
you will have graduated and be either well on your way or just starting to be a functioning, separate, individual, independent adult. And that is why this next time period is so important for us is because by the end of this four-year period, we will be able to vote, which means that um, essentially all of the high schoolers, not helpers, attending West High School right now uh, will be able to vote in the next election, which is why it is very important that we understand um, the ins and outs of, of elections and voting right now so that it can help us um, later in life. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I think it will uh, later in life. Right. Was that a play on words I caught? Your name's Will. It will. <laughs> Dry laughter. Right. Yep. And uh, for the rest of you out there listening to this, I would just like to let you know that uh, term one ends next Monday. Uh, which I know is unorthodox, but it is because there is an uneven number of days in this school year. And uh, we've had to switch things around because of the pandemic and online learning and the hurricane and everything we've been dealing with in this honestly horrifying year. But rest assured, we will make it through this. Speaking from the perspective of a COVID-19 survivor, I can say that we as a species will survive this, we will move beyond it, and we will find a way to grow despite it. And uh, I think this pandemic has taught us a lot. I think that um, Everyone who's doing online school, I think I'd like to give you a round of applause for all the work you've been doing because on, I know for my part, it has been quite difficult because being at home instead of at a educational setting is can be quite distracting at times and maintaining good grades is sometimes harder. Maybe it's easier because you feel more comfortable, but regardless, I'd like to say, you are very good students and we wish you well anyway uh, thank you for hosting today's episode well i nope. appreciate it of course anytime is there anything else that you'd like to talk about on this episode of tv west saves the world before we say goodbye well just wanted to say that if there's anyone out there who is not having a good time that I hope you have a good time you're listening to this so for TV West and TV West saves the world this is season two episode four and with me today I had Trayton Fox who unfortunately got disconnected throughout the recording of this episode and also I had Will Dancy thanks for tuning in have an awesome end of Term 1, West, and we will be back in Term 2 because I have a secret to tell you. We're still doing TV West. It'll just be a little different. We don't know how yet. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Are you around? Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you.
Thank you.